0: You're listening to another film podcast where three friends and possibly a guest watch a movie and discuss and debate. So get ready for some hot takes, uh, some non sequiturs, and a lot of banter. And as always, there will be spoilers. Roll pub. My name is Matt, and I recently watched... Oh, fuck. I had something lined up, and I just forgot.
1: It's okay. I also forgot that this was the beginning. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, just... Oh, I have one. I have one. My name is Tierney, and I recently watched Paddington for the first time since getting my dog Paddington. Oh! And they kind of look alike. Like, like I know that's why I named him, but like... (laughs) But this part, like his eyes and eyebrows, I was like, <gasps> when they first show the close-up of Paddington Bear, I was like, <gasps> uh,
2: oh, that's so fun. <laughs>
1: and then everyone on this screen going Paddington, he was like, what? <laughs> oh,
0: that's actually very cute. That now he gets to react to it. Love
2: anyway. that for love that for him, and I love that for you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, while Matt thinks, my name is Colin, <laughs> and I recently watched. Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service play their two iconic twenty-year-old albums back to back, and it was one of the greatest concerts of my life.
0: That's it. Um, and I'll be doing that in just a few days. Uh, but before that, my name is Matt, and I recently rewatched Cinema Paradiso, uh, and it was still magic, and I cried, and I loved
2: it. Did you? What was the fettuccine spaghetti? Yeah. Alfredo. Alfredo with film strips. <laughs> <Did> you... Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about that now
0: every time. So thank you, yes. too. Yeah. Very much watched it with that image in mind of a head on a plate of pasta.
2: Oh my God. Uh, uh, you know what else yeah. we watched this week? What did we do? We, what did we watch? We all watched Before Midnight. We we did it. We completed the Before Trilogy. We did it. Um so, so that's this week's movie. So let's talk about it. Uh, before Midnight. Picks up nine years after the previous entry, Before <laughs> Sunset. Uh, still stars Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Still directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, this time... God damn it. <laughs>
1: god damn it <laughs> <laughs> this time
2: this time it's in greece instead of uh-huh. the other america uh, european cities that it was in and this time it's like rural which i thought was interesting um oh uh, yeah but anyway uh yeah that was it we did it we did it and um, and pop. <laughs> yeah
1: all done (laughs) this was a short one guys
2: we knew this was going to be a short one so let's go um yeah I mean I
0: I feel like we'll probably all be in agreement on the same elements that make the previous before installment so good Mm -hmm. as a reason that this one is also good so I'm going to guess that all of us give a yas to dialogue and acting
1: Mm and
0: and Uh, I don't really know what the third one would be for each of us since it differed last week from the first time. So does does anyone have any additional
1: elements? So mine is not either of those. (gasps) Okay, yeah. (laughs) All right, what are your three? I did visuals, music, and story plot. Yeah. All right. And they were actually... Nars? Nars? Oh, shit. All okay. of them.
2: <clears throat> Whoa. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Visuals, music, and plot.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's or actually sound. sound. It's sound, yeah. not not music. Um, and to be honest, they might just be really petty, visuals and sound, but it was, like, very distracting mm. for, like, the first half of the movie. Um,
2: interesting.
1: And then the plot is... is probably similar to dialogue um i can do the 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 visuals and sound are quick um
2: well let's matt what are what's your do you have another yas or nar
0: um and you know what i might actually say the acting is a yas uh the symbolism is a yas ish uh (laughs) or you know what no i'm gonna say visuals not symbolism i think that's actually more and I, I would say the visuals are a, uh, like, a, I don't know, what's between a Yas and a Nar? Uh, uh, uh-huh. I think
1: it isn't the point that we have to uh-huh. pick a Yas and a Nar?
0: Yeah, that's fair. So I guess I'll <coughs> give visuals a Yas, and then I uh-huh. will give story plot uh, a Nar. But yes! I, think, I don't think, and I think it's, you know, giving it a no is like, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down is such a hard 50 50. But I think there's elements of the story that (laughs) I think deserve some discussion in this third one. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say. So I will say, yeah, acting, yas, visuals, yas, story, nar.
2: Okay. Uh, And just so that we're all on the record, I'm still yassing this movie because (laughs) I still... Mm I... We said it right before we started recording. This is the worst one of the three. Like, I will not, like, I can't, I can't lie about that. Having said that, I do still love this one. And I do still think this is, for me, like, a five-star movie. But I will agree that, like, of the three, this is easily my least favorite. And you harassed me on my letterbox rating. Because yeah, you only gave it four and a half and not five. And I was like, yo, bro, yeah. you're, you're missing a half a star. Harassed it fell me. off somewhere. Harassment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be the dialogue, acting, and emotional connection for me again. I just, sure. I love Jesse and Celine just so goddamn much. And it, it is hard to love them when I watch this movie. <laughs> so.
0: Um. Um. <laughs> All right, I mean, I feel like we've talked plenty about both of their performances and how good they are.
2: I will um, say, the one thing I wanted to shout out this time, because I agree, like by at this point, like most of the previous two episodes that we've recorded have been a lot of talking about them acting, and I still think that they're both really good. Um, I think this one, the one thing I wanted to just mention was that this was the first time where there are more other characters which i think is an interesting choice and i think that some of them work and some of them don't necessarily work um like the the older gentleman who's like house it is i think question mark not 100 percent sure um patrick just like doesn't Mm -hmm. really work for me and so like i like i think it's interesting that they tried something but i like i just when it's just jesse and celine i'm like yeah this is what i came here for and when it's all the other stuff i'm like eh this isn't this isn't scratching the itch so that was like the the biggest note i had to say like and i think that kind of is acting and dialogue combo like i think that a lot of the stuff that they're talking about in like for example that um dinner sequence when they're all having dinner that like I think a lot of the stuff that's like a lot of that conversation is in line with other things that have hap- have been discussed, like topics of conversation in the previous two movies. It's just for me, I find it a lot more fascinating watching Jesse and Celine have those conversations than Jesse yeah. and Celine have those conversations with a bunch of randos who I don't know and also don't really care that much about.
1: That was <clears throat> that was something I actually included in my plot story. <clears throat> that was an element where I was like the fuck is this (laughs) it's like oh let's not make this an ensemble piece when it's like this is not what we came here for and this is not your strength here Mm -hmm. um and so i thought the dialogue suffered Mm. personally i
0: and i think my opinion on kind of the group acting aspect or just like the the additional characters in movies that have traditionally been just the two of them uh i think is for a purpose which maybe speaks to kind of how much it resonates as a story or plot element that the Jesse and Celine that we're meeting at this stage in their life are within the context of the world they're within and so like whether it's the kids in the back seat or his son or these friends or these friends relatives that are staying at the house with them like the dynamics of who Jesse and Celine are now and to each other is different than it was previously. And I think that's part of what the reality that's being like <clears built throat> around what, you know, what your forties are like, uh, but like what, <laughs> please, what please like, God, no. what adult <laughs> really life, at, what adult life at this <clears throat> stage or like partnered with somebody for uh, six years or, or, partnered with somebody with kids for six years or so
2: yeah um, i think but I, I think for they nine. make mention that the girls are like seven
0: yeah so like basically a couple years into them being together they were a family like they became a family mm-hmm. so um so like in that respect and this is kind of where you know for story and plot me giving it an NAR is more like i respect what they're doing doing and how it's presented in a way to shift the gear away from like this very well could have been an anniversary vacation that we see Jesse and Celine celebrating their ninth anniversary in Greece and walking around the city and doing the same thing that we would expect them to do and maybe getting in fights but like the dynamics of that relationship really wouldn't be challenged the way that they are I think at that dinner scene they're restricted from actually being as open and as blunt as i think sometimes they are with each other mm-hmm. and they're still pretty like i mean they're <clears throat> playful and she puts on like the bimbo voice and stuff <laughs> and so there's like elements of like what we expect jesse and celine to normally converse like but they are within the context of couples that have been together for a long time young couples uh, a widow like There's the the dynamics of what they have to kind of weigh themselves against are different now than they were nine years ago or nine years before that. Uh, And so I do respect that. I think that's like a cool way to shift what it is that we're looking for. Um, But...
1: It's also that it doesn't let you become intimate with them Mm -hmm. and then when you finally do, you get why we weren't. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And that's, again, I think... (laughs) part of the point but like at the end of the movie after i, I finished watching it with chris um he asked like which is your favorite of the three and i was like i think it's just got to be before sunrise because i just find the like purity of this like effervescent love that's like brewing between the two of them to be so satisfying and this movie is meant not to give you that and that just disappointed me a little bit in terms of like what I want when I spend time with these characters. So like, I think you said it, Tierney is like, by the time we actually get those, that scene, the fight is like a third of the movie mm-hmm. and it is a fight. Uh, and it is brutal. And I kind of can't wait to talk about that fight.
1: Uh, Let's just talk about it. Cause that was an, it was a no for me. I, I thought it was too self-indulgent and unrealistic. I think it and was
0: realistic.
1: There are moments of, this is, so I was talking to Jim about this. There are moments of realism and the way that they're talking to each other is like, yes, this would actually happen. But then I when I first walked away, I was like, maybe I don't get it. But I was like, I feel like, are we supposed to think that they fight all the time? Because this is still just like a snapshot of their lives. Mm-hmm. So is this fight supposed to tell us that they fight all the time? Or is this fight supposed to tell us that they don't talk? And then this is just an explosion. Because what they're saying is that they fight all the time. But people who fight all the time don't... It's like, it's like uh, too big for that. Like there would be a, like one topic and you pull in some extra stuff... But they're, like, talking about huge shit and, like, several huge topics to where I was like, this is just, like, self-indulgent now. Like, I I feel like if the the point is supposed to be that they fight regularly, this is not showing that they fight regularly.
0: I think they might not fight, like, this regularly. Yeah.
1: Or at least
0: getting to the point where she's literally like, did you sleep? with that woman where like they, they get to the point where like there's going to be information revealed that might permanently change the way that yeah, they interact like, with each other
1: that topic is one of like six like that and but that's i do think that's on. real
0: i yeah. think that's how actual fights are uh i think and I, that as far as the acting that's a big yes for me because i think in the same way that blue valentine which is kind of my like flagship realistic fight movie Uh, as far as like the evolution of what triggers a fight the way that something will just kind of burrow and not get let go i think blue valentine does it really well and i think this movie does it well in the ebbs and flows of a fight um and so like it yeah there's several topic changes and it's but and i think that's what i I do think is brilliant about that final fight is that it does the same thing. The conversations with Jesse and Celine have done in previous movies where it's naturally rolling through different topics. And one thing will trigger the person to say the next topic that'll trigger the next topic. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately with the pressures in their lives and the circumstances that have become part of those lives, uh, it's more vitriol than it is romance at this point. Like, they, there are, like, deep-seated resentments or insecurities that they reveal to each other in this fight that are said in the same way that they would, like, bring up, you know, like, I saw my mother, grandmother's ghost once. It's, like, it's the same kind of, like, this is how they converse, it's just now they fight because they're together. And there's no... There's and this is I think what this kind of statement of relationships that are together for a long time and that you know aren't only kind of fairy book circumstances like certainly their or fairy tale fairy book uh, fairy tale circumstances <laughs> uh that like you know he blew up his life to be with the woman that he loves, but he already had a wife, and she obviously did not handle it well, and he's sad about his relationship with his son, and she wanted to you know go back to Paris or she could have the kids because it was a complicated th- like it's all these like realistic details that in before sunrise part, I
1: thought would have been good if it was literally just that and all the all of the things that are related to that because fights do go off on tangents but yeah. what what I was like it is unrealistic for someone to keep bringing let me just say in my life and fights that I've seen or been in It is not realistic for someone to fight about one topic, have it reach a climax, and then as it's starting to ebb a little bit, to bring up another topic and start fighting about that. And do that several times without someone completely getting flooded and either breaking down, sobbing, getting furiously angry, or just, like, completely shutting down. Like, humans can't handle that. And I've... Or at least in my experience, I've never seen someone be able to do that without shutting down in some capacity, and that's where uh, I was like, it's too much it's and it's like uh I don't know, and that might just be my personal experience, but I feel like people yeah. lose control of themselves faster than or in a shorter amount of time than the amount of time that this argument goes on for, and the amount of topics that they're bringing in
2: to me. Every time I watch it, it always feels to me like this is the explosion, right? Like, this is all... Like, a lot of this stuff is, like, deep-seated. They've, like, maybe thought these things for a while, but they've never, like... It's never come up. And so, to me, it's like, okay we're having this, like, knockdown, drag out, like, we're just gonna get it Mm -hmm. all out there. And so I I see where you're coming from, but it never reads as false to me because it feels like they're... It feels like they're just, just like, so deeply in it that they're just like, you know what? If, like, if we're burning this shit down, we are gonna burn everything down. Like, you know, if this is where the fight started guess what else i'm really pissed off about and guess what else i'm gonna get off my chest like i i do like yeah to me that feels like what this is like it feels like and even in like the dinner sequences or like the dinner sequence there's something that happens and i can't remember uh what it is but like the camera cuts back to both of them and they both just kind of have this look on their face of like they're just like not comfortable Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, you can kind of tell that, like, whatever topic was happening is something that was, like, maybe a raw point for them that they haven't fully explored. And so I think, to me, when it gets to that point later in the movie where we're just like okay maybe these are things that we've been dancing around for a while and like we'll like playfully jab at one another like they do and like especially like they did in before sunset um to a lesser extent and before sunrise but like they do kind of like playfully antagonize each other um but i think but it, by the time it gets to this like fight in the hotel it is not a playful antagonism no. anymore it is just like no 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 we have to get all of this shit out. And if that means that we're going to have, like, a basically 30-minute uninterrupted fight, like, that's that's what we're going to do. Is it only
1: 30 minutes? It's a... I
2: think it's a little over 30, but, like, it's...
1: I, for some reason, I thought it was, like, an hour to where I was like, oh, my no. God.
2: I mean, it's at least, a, like, a third.
0: It's, like, it's certainly, like, the third act. Um,
2: I think when they get to the hotel there's about 45 minutes left of the movie. And so the there is, like, or... the, like, the 10-minute, like, like coda at the end. So I do think it's, like, a roughly 30-minute, like, give or take 5 to 10 minutes here or there. But, like, I do think it's about a 30-minute sequence in the hotel room.
1: I think that uh, um, another part of the fight that I... And this just rubs me the wrong way. Because in each of these movies, Celine has been, like, an independent... Like I guess feminist would be the word to use and it's super frustrating that she's the only one yelling and she's the only one who seems to lose have less control of her emotions to where I was like for fuck's sake like
0: yeah but I think that's also
1: <clears throat> I'm probably just more sensitive to it but...
0: But, I, but I think it's demonstrating exactly what she's afraid of That, like, she is an independent woman, she is career oriented, and now that she has kids, she's being pushed into being a supporting character in her own life. And I think if she's reacting at a more elevated level than uh, Jesse is, I think because Jesse, not to make it only gendered terms, but like, he's a man who is not fully comprehending what his choices have done to Celine. i think her having to sign the book in the hotel despite not writing it and also not really agreeing i was like like,
2: very clearly not wanting to and he's just like oh she'll sign it it's fine is like like that's a trigger like that's gonna make her feel like okay
0: you're cornering me and i never asked for this like i love you but like now you're pushing me to move to Chicago so that you could be closer to your son for a relationship that you started instead of like trying to find me or what? And I, not necessarily that that's what she's necessarily doing, but like she's even saying like, I need to be able to choose my career. Like I'm telling you, I want to do this job and you're making me feel guilty that like, you're not going to be able to see your son enough because I'm going to be stuck here. So like, I think that is part of the breaking point that we're watching that explosion is because, like she says in the car, like, up oh, this is how it starts. And I think even though he's kind of like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what does what start? And she's like, this is the beginning of the end. Like, as soon as you introduce this idea, now it's going to like kind of slowly grow in between our relationship that you want this one thing and I don't. And I kind of want to be able to make my own choices. So I think like, Yes, she might be quote unquote hysterical and acting kind of like more elevated and you know less uh independent, but I think it's because for the last nine years she's slowly been losing those parts of her as she's become his inspiration for this book for this book, the mother to his kids uh his partner at this writing retreat, like she's making shit in the kitchen while he's like talking about books with his friends. And so it's like this relegation into the sidelines that I think results in her feeling like it might, this might be my last chance. Like if you make me move to Chicago, that's basically it. I will just probably be giving up on what I want to do. I already said I didn't really like America, which we then we later find out that they did move to New York for the two years after they got together so that he could be close to his son. So it's like, I think that's why her frustration kind of never wanes that much. And I think that's where... Oh, and I think
1: it's something that, like, I... um, Women are conditioned by society to accommodate men and their needs, Mm -hmm. and we are taught it at a very young age... And it is super frustrating because it's like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not what I want to do, and then there's an added element of like, well, uh, you should be doing that because you never know the other person could get violent, and so there's like an element of like, uh, like that that goes like to any situation that could be like a business thing, not sure. necessarily talking about romantic relationships, but like, it's super frustrating <clears throat> because men are not taught the same thing but then the double-edged sword of that is that when women finally and this is where it was like this is literally I don't know if the point was to just illustrate it but I'm like this is literally what, what it's like to be a woman where it's like you need to do all these things for me but then the second you have a thought for yourself and you speak up I'm gonna tell you you're a crazy bitch who just keeps screaming about everything and so right. you have to bring it up in a way that is like level-headed and so watching her just yell at him I was like this is doing more harm than good.
0: And I think the root of that fight though is so important that she doesn't start the fight. Mm -hmm. He makes it awkward when his son doesn't want to talk to him on the phone and immediately kills the vibe. But like she, yes, she like breaks away while she's topless to go answer the phone and like talk to his son. And like that visual image I think is also like so perfect for what, like what is trying to be communicated about this like period of your life where you're just kind of like yeah I'm in the middle of something so like I just gotta do this I'll get back to like the fun stuff in a minute but, like <laughs> that is the beginning of the breakdown of that she has a better relationship with his son than he does and he immediately becomes like insecure about it and starts talking about like yeah well you know like I, I reached out you should have given me the phone and makes it a thing instead of being like I'm glad that my partner has a good relationship with my son and if I want a better relationship with my son I guess I should work on ways to grow that and I think as soon as that in, that gets introduced that like she's the one who's not helping <clears throat> or like when he's like you know you shouldn't say that about his mom good luck that's that's the thing that makes her go like this is not my problem like I'm doing my best to be your partner to be to have a good nice relationship with your son like he was just here with us it could have been like this romantic getaway or whatever but like don't put this on me and i think that is the kind of consistent thing that like ethan hawk doesn't really blow up as much he does call her a bitch which is a big no-no and yeah.
2: he calls her the He's mayor going, of crazy town at one point which is like he yeah, calls whoa. her crazy
1: a couple times <laughs> yeah
2: and like, i
0: think and i do think that is what is being illustrated is like they're just falling into these kind of stereotypical gendered roles at this point in their life based on the circumstances that they've agreed to participate in um which like in, including having twins like that was not in their plan so now that's what their life is now they've got two kids who they love but like this is not the romance in paris this is not a night in vienna this is like the day-to-day grueling Mm -hmm. requirements of a long-term relationship and i think the faces they make at dinner are when the other couples are talking about like yeah but you just eventually like learn the other's language and you like you know you like them for those things and you can tell that like the things that maybe they loved about each other at the beginning over time have become these kind of frustration points where it's like, oh, so you're really never going to change that. Like, this is just going to be the way you are. Particularly with Jesse and the way that he uses his life for these stories and just, like, looped her into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and, and, yeah, I mean, I would say from the fights that I've been in, this was extremely realistic. Yeah. Uh, And I would say particularly something that I actually did like but again, it's like, uh, almost like the story where I'm like, I respect what it's doing, but like, it's just not as fun. Is like, the fact that this fight is just in their hotel room, that they never leave this hotel room in Greece, is tragic. Like, but that is what these fights are. It's like, you end up locked in this cube, where you're just kind of moving from room to room and fighting and things are escalating and you're going to a different area to sit and like it just kind of spirals and goes on and on up until the point where like the uh shots of Ethan Hawke looking around and seeing like the tea that she made undrink the wine that they poured untouched the bed that they were about to have sex in just undone but nothing ever came of it like nothing was consummated nothing fun happened in the room they just fought they just fought from room to room and i was like i i've been in a fight like that where it's just kind of like so we're really not going to get out of this room we're just like trapped in bickering back and forth and i think that was like a like a really tragic but beautiful way to kind of really contrast falling in love walking around as much of vienna as they could falling in love again, walking around whatever areas of Paris they could possibly make it to in the amount of time that they had. And now that they're together, there's nothing, there's no rush. They don't have to leave. They don't even want to be there. She doesn't even want to be at the hotel. Uh, This trip- uh, It is a pretty
1: shitty hotel.
0: And yeah, and like, they're making the best of it at the beginning and then suddenly it's like, nope, never mind. I also love the detail of like her forgetting her shoes, coming back in, fighting a little more, And then the second time she's like, well, I'm not going to forget my shoes this time. And like
2: actually leaving. And she also like (laughs) takes off her underwear at one point and uh, later in the fight, tries to put her underwear back on and can't is because she's so frustrated that she just like throws it in her purse and walks out which like always makes me laugh she was just like no no, i can't deal with it i just but i i'm not gonna leave anything in this room but i'm not gonna sit here and try and figure out how to get my underwear back on i'm just gone (laughs) and the getting dressed aspect was such like a
0: a great moment of acting, too, of when he's like, okay, you want to do this? And he starts pulling up his pants where it's like, yep, okay, both of them are done. This isn't going to go anywhere. Like, the first time we even see, like, an inkling of a sex scene doesn't go there. It's like, nope, we're going to go somewhere else. They're just going to fight for a while. Uh, But I think it is, like, it's where these characters are, and that's what I think is so sad. Um, And what I told uh, Colin when he asked where that other half star went i was like with the specificity of their characters like unfortunately they're just less of who we know them to be in this movie in the ways that we know them to be Mm -hmm. like
1: jesse's a lot more pretentious they're just way 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 more bitter um yeah so and to where i was like these like aren't even the same people
2: I, I don't know I think they are I, I like I do agree it's like okay again we I don't
1: have to agree.
2: I know I just like yeah. I do think but I would be very curious I don't know if either of you is gonna do this anytime soon but uh re-watching the first two re, like this time for the pub knowing how it all quote unquote ends you know like I'm gonna keep hoping that there's another one someday yeah. like for the rest of my life yeah. um but like there's a lot of little stuff in the first two that like if you are aware of where before midnight goes there's like a lot of things in and obviously like they did not have a plan right like i I think so i think like in retrospect as they were crafting the second and the third movie i do think that they were like going back to the first and, and or the second to like make sure that it all like fits together but like even when you're watching the first one knowing 18 years from now they're gonna have this like just absolutely horrendous fight. There's like little stuff in the first two where you're just like, "Mm, I can see it. (laughs) So which is another thing that to me, part of why I like the dialogue in this movie, you know, I like it in all of the movies, but I think a lot of it in this one, I do think that they do a really good job of like circling their entire relationship, even in this like really uncomfortable space. But
0: yeah uh i mean even like yeah the contrast between the inkling of a disagreement in the first one uh versus like no holds barred i'm gonna ask you point blank questions that are gonna make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. in this one uh it's like yeah that's that is what uh longevity or the difference
1: between the telephone scene and then the letter at the end yeah yeah uh, if someone uh, yeah. did that letter as like a repair from a fight I would take it it is so hard for men to be accountable <laughs> that if a man is being accountable and funny at the same time I would be like yes you're forgiven immediately <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Not to be gendered, <laughs> not you guys, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's true. Um,
0: and I, mean, I, but I, I agree like with her at
1: large. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I also agree with her where she's like, "This isn't a story. Mm-hmm. Like this, these are our lives. Like you've got to take this seriously." Uh, and I think even that is like a really sad development because we've seen the phone calls and her song and his book, like. They've always had this shorthand of, like, joking around with each other, which we get inklings of. And that's why I also think, like, the ending is certainly not all doom and gloom. And the relationship that we do see earlier in the movie, while, you know, is strained in minor bits. Overall, the shorthand still exists. They're still comfortable around each other. They're nice to each other in the car. They're nice to each other in the ruins. Like... They ha- they not do in still have, fight.
1: <laughs>
0: but but also like that is why this explosive fight is so like here's everything like we're gonna dump this all out and I'm gonna make yeah, you just... understand what pisses me off.
1: I guess.
2: <laughs> but,
1: Jim called it pa- pass ag and I was like, or he passive aggressive, and I was like, this is not passive aggressive. Oh no, that's aggressive. It's just full aggressive.
2: aggressive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just but just ag. They're
1: like me. Ag,
2: ag, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like how I would fight with my siblings, <laughs> because you say the worst things to your siblings. Yeah, but like, but I think I mean I think. Can you imagine if we got in a fight and I called you the mayor of Crazy Town? <laughs> would you talk to me again?
2: I mean, I yeah, I like I, so. Here's here's the other another thing I. I,
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to me again
2: (laughs) I so here's another thing that I love about this movie specifically this one um I I I I think of myself as a fairly like romantic person like not necessarily like like I believe in romance I guess is what I'm trying to say Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and I think that this movie has a really accurate depiction of what I believe like, love to be. Like, I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. buy, like, the whole soulmate, one person out. Like, I don't buy into any of that bullshit. Like, what, to me, is, like, love is, and to me, what, like, a relationship is, is, like, making a choice every single day that, like, this is the person that I want to be with in spite of all the the things that I don't necessarily like about them or all the things that I may want to change about them. Like, I am in love with this person and i am going to choose to be with this person and i think that like if you are in love with someone you can have like if if it is like a true genuine love i do think that like you can have a really awful fight but i don't think that that necessarily is the end of it like i think that like things could be bad for a while but i do think that like if like it can be saved
1: you need to repair it. I
2: agree. And I th- and I think that's why I like the end of this movie so much is that like there is an, a The end was great. there is a note of like it's not perfect. Like we watched the first mm-hmm. movie and we're like, "Oh my god, this is a perfect love story." We watched the second movie and we're like, "Oh my god, they somehow made it more perfect. Like what the fuck?" And then we watched this one and <laughs> it is not perfect. And I think that I love that this one, now that they've been together... They've actually been together. Obviously, the first one, there was just nine years where they don't see each other. But in this one, they've actually been together. And they've grown as a couple. And I think stuff like this happens when you've been in a long-term relationship. Like, there are things that, like just eat at you and eventually they come out and it can get nasty but i think that the way that the movie ends is a moment where they're both choosing to be like you know that was one of the worst things that we could have done to each other but i think that we're gonna fight to make it like i choose to read the ending of this movie as an optimistic ending um like i I you know like i choose to think that this is not the end of their love story and like we may never get a fourth movie and that will hurt me personally but like i would be okay with this being the end of their story because i do think that like they are choosing to be to figure out a way to make it up so to go back to your specific question if you if we got into a really nasty fight and you called me the I mayor of crazy a town good point. like i do think that like yeah i'd probably be really mad at you for a while but like i care enough about you that i'm not going to like I'm not just going to let this friendship die. Be, like, it might be... I think I'm just might so be...
1: used to people not apologizing. <laughs> and so if someone called me the mayor of Crazy Town and didn't apologize, no, I would not talk to them
2: again. Sure.
0: <laughs> but I think it's also like, if any part of this fight happened in either of the previous movies, they wouldn't be together.
2: No.
1: Correct.
0: But the fight happens in this one, where they've been together for nine years, and I do think they've had fights close to this every so often they probably had several fights around the birth of their children around any of the custody fight
1: moving to france yeah
0: Yeah, like literally any of the stuff that is referenced is long held resentment that is coming to a head now that a decision like moving to chicago might be made and i think that's where it's also like she this is where i still feel like yeah celine is closer to who I remember I don't know maybe both of them are but like Celine catching when he was like I'm just saying I would like to spend more time with my son and I would prefer that we did it as a family and her being like or what Like, what is the alternative prefer that we did it as a family or what and he is not thinking in terms of what the rest of that sentence is because in his mind he probably is like or then I guess maybe I move back part time and spend some time with him and I go back and forth. Like, that's the alternative for him, which is still not ideal, but it's also like, yeah, finish your thought. You would prefer it to be that way, but what is the alternative? Like, what are you giving me to work with here that is actually acknowledging what I'm saying? And even when she's like, my dream job, and he's like, your dream job. You didn't even know if you wanted to do this. And if you remember the car ride in the mm-hmm, first scene, mm-hmm. he's the one who's like, do you really want to get in government? I thought you really liked this. And he's the one who's, like, negging her interest in pursuing this career. And so when she's saying, like, I want to invest in my career, I want to be able to work again, him reacting in that fight to basically make it, like, <clears throat> I mean, you really care about it that much is like, Yeah. That's exactly what a man would do. And it's also exactly what somebody who is not really paying attention <laughs> to what the fight thinking is about. was the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that is what I think like both previous movies do kind of these like subtle commentaries on, I mean, some subtle and some kind of overt kind of commentary on the sexes. And I think this one is just as kind of acute in what it's looking at. And it is looking at like the comfort that comes with a long relationship and how much you take that other person for granted, and it's primarily him taking her for granted in this one. Um, uh, But, you know, even, like, her not wanting to sign the book when it is technically the thing that allowed them to get back together, maybe that's getting taken for granted, but it's mostly him taking her for granted. But, like, the... I don't know, I guess we don't have to spend a ton more time on this fight. Uh, But the couple things that I wanted to mention about the visuals that kind of relate to these overall themes is, like, the car ride being one long take is in line with uh, the other before movies, but we are typically not in cars. We were in cars Mm -hmm. in the second one, but for a shorter amount of time, and they got in a fight. This one, they don't get in a fight. But I think that also communicates the relationship and them at this age that like instead of walking around a town they are driving from the airport back home like they just they're driving and you get a sense that they're not just driving right now because they have to this is part of their normal life they're driving all the time this is when they talk and i thought the, the reveal of their daughters in the back seat of, mm. at first you only see one and you're kind of like okay they had kids no
1: oh, you see two right away
2: it's, it's kind I of hard to so. see the second because like the way that they're leaning like one of them yeah. is like behind jesse's seat so i like and,
1: oh yeah
2: and you see at one point <laughs> one of the
0: heads leans a little bit this way and you see like hair from a head not the daughter that you're looking at and i remember being like oh there's two and then they say like oh. and the twins and you're like oh fuck okay And it's, again, these, like, little hints at a further context that are kind of, like, dripped in. I mean, even the fact that, like, we don't see Jesse and Celine right away. So we actually don't know their relationship. We just know he's with his son. He feels bad that his son's leaving. And then we see, oh, and Celine's waiting at the car. Cool. They're together. They've been together. I
2: remember the first time I watched this movie when he walks out of the airport and she's just, like, leaning on the car door waiting for him. I was like, oh, thank God they're still together it, commu- it communicates so much and yeah uh,
0: that's that so
1: unrealistic can you imagine doing that at O'Hare no
2: truly yeah
0: so unrealistic for an American airport that's for sure um, but like Get but yelled like, at. the kind of continued reveal of what their relationship is and Chris and I talked about this like uh, opening car ride with like even the drip of information that like celine has a relationship with um what's the son's name in this hank Hank. henry hank henry that like she has a relationship with henry it's not just a relationship it's a separate relationship from jesse and hank she knows about this little girlfriend she gets calls when he's landed uh and she's pursuing this job like there's so much information shoved into this car ride And it just kind of all washes over you because it's just car conversation. Like, even the way they talk about it is kind of distracted and, you know, not really, like, really having a conversation with each other. It's most like filling each other in on the news that they need to, like catching each other up. Um, I did love the Apple uh, when and she's like, you're going to steal food from your own daughter? He's like, sharing. It's, I'm teaching her about sharing. What about my apple? Oh, the drop. Oh, it go? Um, but like, I think the dinner scene is another kind of visual set piece of like widow, longstanding married couple, young and fresh couple that will likely break up by their own admission. Uh, and then is it another... Couple, or who's next to? Yeah,
1: a widow and Patrick.
2: It's oh yeah, the Patrick, the widow. It's the the Greek couple, like the younger couple, and then Jesse and Celine.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, and even just kind of like the framing of those relationships. Oh, but the one thing that I definitely wanted to say about visuals was like, it's so subtle, but when the two, when uh, uh, Achilles or Achilles, whatever the younger guy's name is, comes with the girl uh, and the guys are all out there talking about books and they're like oh hey how's it going and he breaks off he leaves frame and we linger on her as she enters the house and then we cut to Jesse and the visual communication that happens in that moment is that at least for me I was like Jesse is looking at her. Jesse is ogling this young woman, which suggests he's exactly what we would expect a man at his age to be, and then later for the fight for her to be like, "You slept with those girls, didn't you? Like you did cheat on me," and for him to be like, "Yeah, well, you cheated on me," is like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. They probably both cheated on each other. But just like lingering on her in that shot, I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. so smart—not to make, him, not to cut back and forth and make it like look at a ogling, but just to plant the seed that somebody is watching her despite waving to him, like the kid, he's not in frame. Like, I just thought that was so subtle and so smart to just set up like, "Mm." and he's looking around. He's Mm -hmm. clearly still a horn dog. Um, Yeah. I thought, I thought that was good, but those are the two visual things, which is like the twin reveal and that lingering, shot of uh of the girl the rest of it i, I can do was pretty flat
1: <laughs> i can do my visuals really quick yeah. uh because they're also pretty brief um i thought it was a pretty sloppy steady cam. it vibrated a at a couple mm. points and i was like what the fuck is happening when in the previous ones they're like walking all over town and it's pretty smooth mm-hmm. there were like a bunch of really sudden jumps to where i was like is my internet <clears skipping <clears <throat> and i went back and the same thing happened um that was one Celine's polka dot dress, I don't know who allowed that to be on (laughs) camera. It was, like, an optical illusion. Uh, And the other thing is the colorization is inconsistent throughout the whole movie. Mm. And I was like, what's happening?
2: Digital. So, Um, uh, interesting... This was the only one of the three that was not, I mean, only one of three. Uh, The first two were shot by the same, like, they had the same cinematographer. This was a different cinematographer. Oh, that makes sense then. So I do. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that that could be part of why this one does look different and again like the visuals are not really like what you're coming to these movies for so like i agree but they were just no no i agree with you tyranny i I, like i think you're correct i'm just like it doesn't necessarily bother me because it's not like i'm i'm not here to be like oh my god yes the visuals of the before trilogy (laughs) you know like like i agree that like it would be nice if it were consistent all the way through but um
1: it was the first, like, topic that I wrote down because I was like, what is happening? This is so distracting. <laughs> Similarly, with audio, uh, the sound uh, sound mix is when it's, that's when it's, like, uh, noise as opposed to music, right? Yeah, the levels.
2: So sound mix yeah, is, like, so, the level, like, the balance of okay. all of the different sounds.
1: Yeah, so that I didn't think was that good. The sound in the car was, like really like to the point where i was like is this my speakers and then i put it in my headphones and it was still doing it was like really like tinny sounding and then the crickets was like Mm. can i hear something besides crickets (laughs) and then and then when they get to the lakefront um jesse like has an echo like he sounds like he's in a tin can i was like who did this (laughs) i didn't
0: catch those things but i think the car sound is also like an element of like that's probably why it all kind of feels like it's washing over you because it's just this like white noise of a car like
1: no it was like tinny like their voices sounded weird
2: I um, am not going to chime in because my sound bar has been of questionable quality for a few years now. <laughs> so, like, I don't, like, I just generally assume that the sound is not the ideal scenario when I'm watching TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are all of my,
1: those are my three things. Those are your so. NARS.
2: Matt, did we yeah. cover all of your things?
0: Um, I think we did. I think so. Um, yeah, was there anything else that... No? Yeah, because, like, the the fight and all the little, like, touches in that fight, I thought were... Oh, even when she's, like, like, Medea, and he's like, Medea? She's like, yeah, from the Greek myth. And he's like, it's a play, actually. And it's like, piece of shit. Fucker. <laughs> like, she's not the bimbo character right now. Don't correct her.
2: Well... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it's pretty yeah. realistic. <laughs> I was just like, eh, not proud of it, but Sometimes been there. Sometimes
1: those things come out <laughs> before you can even stop them. Yeah. like when she said, when she said something that was like, "so and so and I," and he's walking with and, mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. I was like, those are the things that I have learned to not say, but they were things that I couldn't stop myself from saying Right.
0: Another reason it felt like a real fight of, like, those aren't... It's not even like she's like, oh, really? You're going to correct my grammar right now? That would feel unrealistic. But him just kind of throwing it in and her being like, I really don't care. I'm just going to keep talking about what I'm talking about. (laughs) Is like, yeah, that's how... That is how realistic fights are. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I had. I think there's a moment when they're pouring the wine that also was, like, particularly good in terms of him saying something like uh, oh like when the girls were fighting and he was like you know I just see this conflict and I just see this like you know we all want what the other person has and she's like reading into what he's saying and is like I think that's like independence and like that's good that they're like fighting for what they want and that's when they like at that point you can see her attitude shifts from like they soften a little bit. That's why he's able to pour the wine, and she sits back down. And then he says something that she doesn't agree with, and you could tell she's like, "No, I'm not gonna have wine. No, I'm not gonna do this." Like, you're still stuck on your same bullshit that you can't seem to kind of like stop being a cynic and actually understand that like people are trying their best. I'm trying my best, and you're not appreciating it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's my
0: last note, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's mm. about
2: it. <laughs> Tell I, him, I what go about you yeah Colin. no I I mean like I said I I didn't really have a ton to say I, I, that we haven't already talked about right like I mean I mm-hmm. I uh, I created a note when I started the movie last night with every intention, like in my phone, mm-hmm. with every intention of like writing things down. and I just found myself just sucked in immediately. <laughs> and then the movie ended and I was like, oh well, I guess I didn't write anything down. <laughs> like, um, I and I think every time I watch this movie, like basically, from when they leave, like when they start their walk to the hotel, I'm just like dreading what's about to happen. And so like every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) like, and this time for whatever reason, I like, I, I felt like the fight went really quickly this time and I don't necessarily know why, but for some reason I like, maybe it was just because I was like dreading it so much. that like when it finally happened I was like okay it wasn't quite as bad as I had like built it up you know it had been a few years since I'd watched these movies so I was like okay but yeah I I remember like when she walks out the last time and like you get those shots that you were talking about of just like looking around the room I was like oh yeah that's it that's the end of this fight I was like I did it I survived (laughs) Um, Q&A let's move on to the Q&A portion uh does anybody have any questions
0: um do you think I'll, I'll ask this to both of you do you think that hank read that time or which this time? time this time or
2: that time <laughs>
0: <laughs> i make the joke that this time got us together and that, that time, time paid for our awful. house
2: awful I, it. I, I never liked jesse less <laughs> the, this, the third one should be these times uh i don't think that uh, hank has think read them read it yet he's in high school but i do well, he should try I, w- I would you
1: i think his ex has oh, read wait. it
2: <laughs> tierney correct matt which
0: good I joke mean, that's a great question do you think his ex-wife read it while they were together when he first wrote
2: it a hundred percent
1: Yes, and she probably thought it was fiction, and then when this girl fucking showed up, she was like, wait, what? Excuse
0: me? <laughs> I think they fucked up her life bad. Do you think, because they say, like, she's an alcoholic, yeah. do they
1: say? C-
2: J- Celine, Re- like, often, more than once, refers to her as being an alcoholic.
0: Yeah, so my question to you, Colin, is did they make her an alcoholic?
1: <sighs> Why just Colin? <call> <laughs>
0: Just because he loves these characters so much that I wanted to deal I with do, the repercussions of their. Load.
2: No, I do that. Like, and that's another thing that I love about this trilogy, specifically the later two movies, is that like, as much as I love these two characters, like they are both flawed, and <laughs> they like, like,
1: yeah. we're all flawed, we are though. exactly,
2: and I think that that like it it just makes these movies feel more real to me, that like, like my these people that I love so much and have spent years of my life in love with like made some bad choices (laughs) and like I like I supported those choices like I like I said it last week like the end of Before Sunset is one of my favorite endings of any movie of all time and I'm so happy that they that that they're just gonna be together but like it's I love that this movie this the third one does not let either of them off the hook for that choice because it is like a pretty it is a pretty rough choice To be, that was made, so.
0: Yeah, the gravity of their choices in this one really couldn't be more apparent. Like, it's so much about the reality after the fun decision of, like, I love this person. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. Just like with Jesse with his last wife, like, it's not always going to be the honeymoon phase. It's life. It is actually a life.
2: Yeah. Uh, To specifically answer your question, I don't think that they, this choice drove his ex-wife to alcoholism, but I do think it probably was a factor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh, Uh-huh. Other questions? Um. I have one for you. Both of you. Okay. Um.
1: I don't have any so
2: okay. I kind of guessed that by the smile on your face When I asked if anybody had any questions <laughs> okay.
1: uh, Oopsies
2: Which was your favorite of the trilogy and why?
1: Sunset Sunrise because, Well just. yeah sunset because there was like Tension
0: sunrise. But Matt already said sunrise Sunrise because there wasn't <laughs> It was just all honeymoon phase It was just kissing <laughs> And flirting uh, but no, I think I think all three really are great, um, and I and yeah, I think there's a lot of like really outstanding moments in Sunset. Uh, I just think I was like smiling nonstop during Sunrise, and it's hard for a movie that's like this talky to do that mm-hmm. and for me to instantly like both characters. Uh, but I do, and I also think Julie Delpy, like a fine wine, only gets better with age. I was like oh my god you're still so beautiful when she and ethan if, hawk looks dorky <laughs> like, yeah I mean, like, he looks like a man but like him standing next to his son in that shirt i'm like yeah you look like a 40 year old dad like you just look like a dad
2: when Where she <laughs> still uh graceful and uh and beautiful uh when he when she says to him when they're, like, walking to the hotel, and she's like, if we met on the train now, as we are right now, would you still, like, would you still talk to me? I was like, fuck yeah. First of all, like, obviously the answer to that question is yes. Second of all, like, absolutely, she, you're gorgeous. Right? Like, you are a like, beautiful what is the pause boy. here? Yeah,
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Jesse? <laughs> Speak up. Uh, yeah, but he's looking at the, the yeah. young one, so. That's
2: true. He would definitely walk past... Uh, Celine on the train because the
1: oh master, quick master.
2: quick sidebar um, the younger woman looked really familiar to me and I couldn't figure out why she plays one of the maids in The Lobster if you go to her oh. if you go to her IMDb page there's a f- <laughs> one of her photos is, is her gyrating on <laughs> Colin Farrell's lap in the bed <laughs> uh. Uh. so good
1: <laughs> um apparently Julie Delpy was discovered by Jean-Luc Godard oh Whoa. interesting yeah I just googled her um because I forgot what her face looked like that
2: was like
1: <laughs> um
2: do you guys want a fourth one Not like, would you watch Uh, one? Like, do you actively want a fourth one? Because I imagine if a fourth one came out, you probably would watch it. But do you want the fourth one?
1: uh, I'm okay. Yeah,
0: I'm also okay. I don't really know what what would be next that wouldn't be sadder than this. And I think this is as sad as I want these to get.
2: I want it so bad. I've never wanted any movie to exist more than a what, fourth. What, so what I don't is your know. pitch, know. I don't have a pitch. And, like, I agree with you that, like, no matter what it is... The fact that this happened three times, twice, I guess, is, like, a miracle. Like, I think genuine, genuinely the first one is so perfect that the fact that these other two are, like, even... Again, I think the second one is better, personally, but, like, I think that these two, like, at least hold their own... Against that one Is like a minor miracle (laughs) And so like I am certain That if a fourth one happened It would be disappointing But that does not stop me from wanting it I love both of these people so much That I would I just I need to know what they're doing It's been now uh, Last year would have been the nine year Like so we missed it So it's been ten years since before Midnight came out And I'm just like I don't care Fifteen, twenty Ninety-four Ninety four. What? Well, like their story happened in ninety four, but the, the movie was released in ninety five. Uh. And so before Sunset came out in two thousand four, before midnight came out in twenty thirteen. So like a fourth one in oh, theory right. would have been released in twenty twelve or sorry, twenty twenty two. I see.
1: Maybe it's delayed because of COVID. <clears throat> well uh what if they secretly
2: shot it? the three so there was an interview that julie delpy did a while this was like a year or two ago where they, so there were like rumors online that she like walked away from making a fourth one and so somebody was asking her about it and she's like okay to be clear i didn't walk away from anything because it was never happening like the three of us were like talking about it we had an idea but none of us thought it was like a good enough idea so we just said no And so it wasn't like I was walking away, (laughs) like the three of them as a, like a creative collective, were just like, we can't come up with a better idea, which is not to say like, I don't think any of them have said like, if the right idea strikes, like we wouldn't say no necessarily. Like, I don't think any of them are taking it entirely off the table, but just like where Mm -hmm. they are the last time they talked about it is that they like, there was an idea that they were kicking around apparently that they all just were like, it's not good enough. So, I mean, I probably will never get one, but that's not going to stop me from wanting one for the rest of my life.
0: Uh, Colin uh, and Tierney, I'll ask both of you. Um, I've got a question. Is this the best Legacy sequel? Uh,
2: I don't, I don't know if it, I don't think that that's fair.
0: I'm so sorry, I'm going to need you (laughs) to answer the question with a yes or no
1: what's a legacy, legacy sequel
0: like all these top gun mavericks and star wars force awakens oh. and tron legacy and basically like indiana jones where it's like oh it's the same character from 20 years ago and they're back in the same role can you believe it
2: is this the best one? i don't necessarily think that that's a fair way no. to describe this trilogy but if that's the, what we're going Sorry. to do then yes <laughs> it's a <legacy> sequel
0: trilogy. <laughs> beginning of a franchise the before franchise
1: oh god (laughs) two before two sunset
2: this is a thing that i love so much why are you ruining this for me (laughs) this is i'm so i'm so offended before seven here's the thing tierney you know that i love this trilogy and you also know that i love fast and furious so normally this i know normally this joke would be gangbusters for me but like it's it's really hurting my feelings <laughs> that were oh,
1: I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> well, did you bad. hear that
1: listener? I took accountability. <laughs> and I apologized.
0: It shouldn't surprise anybody. And I made
1: a repair. <laughs> I'm sorry Colin, for hurting your feelings.
0: Colin, what are you going to do about it?
2: I'm never going to talk to tyranny again. That's Oh man. All right, we did it. So, uh. It. That was the trilogy. We did the before trilogy. Quick after programming all reminder. Look at us. Uh. We are not moving on to the next trilogy just quite yet because we're throwing in bonus spiritual entries to this, the trilogy. So, not actual entries to the trilogy, but movies that are similar spin-offs. in vibes, spinoffs, if you will. So, next week we will be watching the spinoff of the before trilogy past lives
1: called after (laughs)
0: after hours
2: uh
1: you should have picked before time time.
2: land before time
1: no before time with donald gleason oh about uh, about, that's about time okay you know what
2: uh (laughs) different
0: uh, proposition
2: that movie is literally sitting on my on my blu-ray player right now because i'm I'm gonna be watching it
1: (laughs) it plays with time it's a romance story
2: well, we'll see. We'll see next week how past lives. I'm just fits gonna in. watch
1: the one next week and say this should have been about time. Why? Why don't it's you
2: weird. watch both? I just
1: called it before. Time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just you know, treat yourself and watch both. But listener, we are going to be discussing
0: <laughs> a 2023 release. This is also a very a brand
2: movie. a brand new release. That it's a brand new world. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff on the board, but uh, I've said this before. Uh, it's gonna take something to like really blow me away. Wow! To take okay. over. Past Lives is my favorite movie of twenty twenty three. So, right. that's I'm a high bar to, to set. It. On this, but I'm just like, that's how I feel about Past Lives. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's your truth. I, I just have to speak my truth. So. <laughs> so proud of you. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm that's. I admire a, you for it. It's exciting. Thank you. Uh, we did it. Our first trilogy complete. Spin off next week uh and then on to more road to 100
2: <laughs> forgot that we're doing <laughs> uh, uh
0: but for now I guess all that there is to say is I'm finished.